Greetings, film fans. Welcome to episode six of The Big Review Ski, the brand new film show from Joe and her. My name is Owen Doherty, and after last week's Fifty Shades Filth Fest of a show, we've had the mop out, the marigold on, <laughs> and we have scrubbed this place clean from top to bottom. And it is, it's actually, it's spotless in here, and there's not a ding or a dong in sight. Uh, speaking of dings and dongs, I'm delighted to be joined by Rory Cashin. Hello, how are Hello you? Hello there, I'm good, thanks. I'm being well, well behaved. Have you time. washed your mouth out this week? Uh, various RFI have been washed. Ah, lads. Laura Holland, hello there. Hello. How are you getting on? I'm just about over last week's episode. Okay, and Paul. <laughs> hello, Paul Murr. Thanks for having us, and I've done my rosary, but am I the ding or the dong from that opening? <laughs> we'll let uh, the listeners decide, that's fine. Um, so yeah, um, we we are kind of recovered from last week. My mommy actually texted me the other oh, day. No. Yeah, she listened to last week's show and she sent me a message on WhatsApp and she said, it just started like, hello, Owen. And then it went typing. And I was like, okay. I said, uh, just listened to the big review ski and then typing again. Oh, I was the like, typing. Oh, no, mommy. She said, and your 50 seeds uh, chat. Uh, more typing <laughs> and she just said very enjoyable have a good day oh. <laughs> and that was it okay. she hasn't uh, she hasn't spoken to me since so. <laughs> I, I was expecting the aubergine emoji or something there my mother does not send me the aubergine that, emoji that, that, that's beyond the pale now if that I really enjoy that your mom texts you and says hello own she does, she does. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> kind regards your mother yeah she's oh, very best. formal best very, wishes very formal um, so we have uh, another super show lined up for you today we have the cast of the young offenders uh, Paul, you got a chance to catch up with Chris and Alex and PJ and Hillary. We did. They're in great form. Um, obviously, the, the film was a massive hit and it's been spun off now into the TV show, which has been picked up for season two and they were in flying form when I caught up with them. Happy day. So that's coming up later on the show. We'll also be talking about the brand new releases, Lady Bird and I, Tonya, And we've got some, as ever, very cool prizes to give away. Um, as well as my mommy getting in touch, we'd like you to get in touch with us. So you can tweet us on Twitter at Big Review. And you can WhatsApp us on 0035387400103. This is the most forgettable phone number in the world. Um, And don't forget to include your name, actually, because people are texting that number with just answers like LA Confidential. And everyone's wondering, (laughs) what what are these answers actually in relation to? Uh, So do tell us your name as well so we can actually give you... I'll get uh, the obvious out of the way. Any Rudy Nudies this week? No Rudy Nudies, Paul. Um, (laughs) They will come. They can send those to you directly. So we'll we'll give your number out at the end of the the show. So, Rory, last week uh, you were asking all of us... um, because it was Valentine's. Yeah. What is well, uh, just the sexiest it's, it's, movie? It's just a good general question. Anyways. <laughs> Hi, I know we've never met. What's the sexiest movie you've ever watched? <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, we all had our personal favourites. Some were more understandable, in my opinion, than others. Listening back, I was like, oh, that is even weirder in hindsight than it was at the time. <laughs> I can't stop thinking about your one, Laura, which was Hot Shots. Yeah, I know. Um, and just that scene, because uh, we were talking about the eggs in that scene, um, whenever <laughs> Topper Harley is, uh, well, basically making his breakfast on his mm. lover's tummy. But I forgot all the bacon in that scene. Yeah, I watched well. it back, actually. I did forget the bacon. It's, were you, it's weirder. Were, were you as traumatised as you were whenever you were younger? I think so. It's not what I was told happens. Well, <laughs> um, as well as Irish. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Paul, you had a great one, Thomas Crown Affair. But yeah. on the hot shots, I don't know if I'd be hungry or horny watching that. To be honest, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Thomas Crown Affair. It's really, really good. Uh, a bunch of the listeners got in touch as well. Uh, Ray Halen said the postman always rings twice. Sexiest oh, postman good. around. Uh, Rachel McGrory said secretary. 
of course oh, with Maggie yeah. Gyllenhaal and Alan Murphy Barbarella as well so uh, a classic uh, sexy film there there were some other answers I don't know Paul was this just you in disguise Ian Hoare got in touch uh, he was going for Alf Matthew <laughs> Wentz went for Team America World Police as the sexiest film he's ever seen that is a pretty sexy puppet scene I, I was going to say the puppets <laughs> the puppets yeah. Die. Bob McDermott <laughs> The Passion of the Christ it's an interesting one mm. uh, Michelle Reynolds uh, Planet of the Apes but only the original one okay um, and then Jonathan Fleetwood I think this is the one where you're in disguise Paul his sexiest film was Predator <laughs> you know there's a lot to be said you know Jesse the Body Ventura Carl Weathers it's the handshake it's all about the handshake all about the handshake um, so this week Roy uh, did you have a little question for us no Okay, fine. I think, Moving I think, swiftly. I, I, think I know enough of it. No, I do. Of course, I do. Uh, today's this week's question: favorite Irish movie of all time? Because oh. we've got a kind of an Irish vibe to this. Uh, to this <laughs> well, we're all Irish, yeah. That too, but we uh, we have spoken to the younger vendors. We will be reviewing Lady Bird, of course. So it's kind of like a an Irishy theme okay. this episode. Mm. So favorite Irish movie. Ladies first. Okay, Paul? I have one that <laughs> <laughs> I have one that comes to mind, but you might be a bit like, "Oh, come on, Into the West." Oh no! Nice. I know. I was thinking that one. Oh, Rory's not impressed. I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything. Your Why? face says everything. Why? Because it's like one of those national treasures. Okay, Tato. You know, <laughs> Rory, you actually look angry. He actually I is angry. <laughs> I was thinking because uh, the one—that's probably one of the ones that I remember most from childhood. That's probably it. Um, I think I might, I might give another answer because he's going <laughs> to... Well, I was, I was <laughs> going to say End of the West as well because it is... Who are the, the two boys are Tato and then Aussie, but it's him, yeah. it's him shouting Tato all the time. Yeah, yeah. Come back, Tato. Yeah, and the horse. And the horse, I know. But if I had to choose another one, again, it's sort of more of my childhood, but War of the Buttons. Good show. If someone had asked me in advance what film is Laura going to pick for her favourite <laughs> show, I would have said what. Would you? Yeah, that would be my guess. I um, remember seeing that on. Do you remember they used to have National Cinema Day in Ireland? It was like a pound into for a cinema ticket. No, I remember seeing that on Bring school that trip. Yeah, it was. Uh, That's class. Was, I still remember that in Santry Omniplex. So yeah, War the Buttons, a nostalgic show That's for great me too. Movie, super yeah. movie. Do what you approve of that one now, Rory? <laughs> yeah. no, listen, you're on side to your opinion. It's not my fault. Someone were wrong. But go ahead. <laughs> um, I'm going to stick with what I said a few weeks ago as much as I do love the Barrytown trilogy which is obviously Snapper Commitments and the Van I'm going to stick with In Bruges and I was reminded uh, one of my people I follow on Twitter there tweeted uh, every time they see the Raglan Road scene they kind of well up and that just kind of hit me there I think that brilliance of that film and the Irishness is just captured in that two minutes that are like really haunting and chilling and prophetic and I, yeah if I can distill In Bruges uh, appeal to me would be that little uh, very very Irish Luke Kelly scene there I'm welling up Mr. right Dan. now you just listen to that I actually was going to go for Into the West as well in terms of uh, I love Hunger I know it's not really like a laugh fest the film uh, not the emotion <laughs> both of them yeah uh, but yeah obviously Fassbender and I think that scene uh, between himself and Liam Cunningham as the priest uh, in the prison and what was it, like a 17 minute take um, yeah. which is just an incredible piece of acting and just that film um, I think is, is pretty special but another film which obviously has an Irish connection it's not necessarily irish in its kind of a, its tone or anything but it's Room oh yeah, oh, yeah. absolutely because yeah. 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 Um, I think that's one of the best films of kind of like the last the last few years and obviously directed by Lenny Abramson as well so um, yeah a mixture of Room and Into the West and, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah all those it's bits and pieces you got there yeah. <laughs> 
Well, what about you? Oh, uh, yeah, I couldn't decide between two. One of them was Calvary. Absolutely. Are you serious? Yeah, I love. I Calvary. thought that was pants. Yeah, that's part of the reason why I love it is because I one, thought of it. Like it. But now the whole love hate um, aspect of it, I I absolutely loved it. And I love getting into arguments with people about why I loved it. Um, and the other one was well, why did you love it so much? I it just it kind of it spoke to me about like modern Ireland, <laughs> just the 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 internal argument every single person seems to be having about you know old school Irish mentality and wanting to move forward into. Um, what Ireland should be in the future and just like Gleeson was just amazing and young Gleeson was in it bones in that scene that's um, so chilling but the other one was In the Name of the Father great oh, show yeah. great show um, which is just fantastic Day-Lewis Day and Jim Sheridan and I think is it the only Irish-ish film to be nominated for best picture at the Oscars Crying Game was that up for it got screenplay I know Jordan won did that uh, I don't know it, it might have been, been best, best if we're counting room that was obviously yeah. nominated oh, yeah. as well can I ask why do you hate Under the West so much or is it just Laura <laughs> does yeah. it like that angry face whatever you said it. Um, I don't I don't hate it do I hate it no I do hate it I don't know why I hate it I just it's just one of those things that really rubs me up the wrong way I think it is it's so saccharine or something but mm. You know. I'll be honest I haven't gone back and watched it like Me since neither. I saw it as, as a kid so maybe we need to do that yeah. and, uh, we'll and just revisit it and see is it as uh, wonderful uh, and fuzzy as we remember it I don't think it is this though. fire scene where he jumps over the fire <laughs> <laughs> it's wonderful I'm pretty passionate it's about wonderful. this one it, it, you know um, I could be wrong I could go back and watch it and be like oh actually this is mm. amazing but uh, I doubt it Okay. So, uh, so amazing. Rory was just raised on IRA stories as a kid, as opposed to mystical fantasies. Pretty Actually, much. speaking of Irish films, there was a bit of news this week where uh, Walton's, the famous music store in Dublin, oh, yeah. was shutting down, and mm. that's where they filmed the iconic piano scene from uh, Once uh, between Glenn Hansard and Margita Glova, and they sang Fallen Slowly. Um, I thought you were going to sing there. I was, I was debating it. The singing comes later. Uh, but yeah, so that's obviously sad for Waltons. But uh, once, do we like that film? A lot of people. Like, it's a phenomenal worldwide global success. I have a very hard problem distancing the film once from the constant repetition of that song on the Irish radio for like five years okay. so my yeah. anger towards hearing that which is a lovely song and it's a lovely moment and you can see the two of them clearly falling in love but it was just overplayed to death mm-hmm. okay so we'd love to know what your favourite Irish film is as well. So do tweet us uh, at Big Reviewski or you can WhatsApp us. Don't forget your name. Uh, mm. 087-400-1103. Um, now, as I said, we do have some uh, prizes to give away. We were giving away some Black Panther prize packs. And I want to say congratulations. I have a winner's name here somewhere. Come here. So... Eric Cronin on Twitter uh, got the right answer to last week's high clue and Brian Rudder actually slid into our DMs to, to, oh, to give the answer ooh, as well so you using it correctly yeah I know there was I want to give a special shout out to Joe Harrington who on Twitter uh, in reply to the tweets that said can you name this film he simply wrote no I can't <laughs> so full marks there for effort so last week's uh, competition high clue was Capuchin Fasis oh jeez it's the hardest words <laughs> it's easier to read than it is to say Capuchin Fascist Egyptian Axeman Digs Deep They're Shot by SS so the answer to that was Showgirls Showgirls it's always Showgirls was uh, Indiana Jones Raiders of the Lost Ark and the thinking behind that one was Capuchin was the wee monkey 
fascist. Do we Nazi monkey in it? He's a wee <laughs> shit, so he is. Uh, Egyptian Axeman digs deep. The Axeman was uh, Gimli from Lord of the Rings, uh, played by Jonathan Rhys Davies. Uh, he, he plays uh, an Egyptian in it, and he's digging deep because it's all about Salah. Oh, as well. ah. His name. He plays Salah. Yeah, up front for Liverpool. Uh, <laughs> and they're shot by SS, which was a reference to the Nazis in the film but also <coughs> the whole film is shot by Steven Spielberg layers oh, yes. layers so, layers. so, so many layers um, speaking but of Spielberg he's filming in Ireland this week isn't it oh he is actually so yeah. whereabouts he's Weekly. in Wicklow at the moment loca- uh, scouting locations with Finn Wolfhard who is in Stranger Things for so a new film okay so we're going to Wicklow immediately after movie. this a new horror so this week Laura you yes. were doing our example high clue so does everybody have their pens at the ready I'm at sorry. the ready I'm none sorry, of us have seen this um, now did you use I'm wondering I haven't been able to stop thinking about the fact that Rory you used uh, an internet syllable counter last week instead, instead of your, your fingers. fingers I really wanted to get it right so. <laughs> but you can count to five and or seven I don't trust myself to, okay. count, to count syllables when it comes to numbers there's something about syllables that in my head I'm like that's a syllable right and then someone's like no that's like four syllables and I'm like oh. Oh, no I, I just I'm use my finger like <laughs> your finger okay yeah. perfect okay, okay here we go here we go so five seven five okay okay writing it down here we go the eye in the sky is that eye as in like an eyeball like the word eye okay the <laughs> eye in the sky <laughs> like an eyeball <laughs> nice flowers bloom in the wood nice flowers bloom in the wood yep an unlikely crew <gasps> an unlikely crew I could give you a little hint for the middle line which probably will seal it okay wait there wait there wait there so have you googled that syllable counter Rory no <laughs> okay the eye in the sky five nice flowers bloom in the wood yeah seven Sorry, like, you paused <laughs> I was like that is seven I can't read my own writing that's the problem <laughs> an unlikely crew okay mm-hmm. sweet five seven is five is that I'm only thinking is it the fellowship the ring it is indeed oh, oh amazing so the eye in the sky that's Sauron yeah, yeah. so okay. the little hint I was going to give you was Bloom and Wood have capital B and a capital oh, W oh right Bloom. gotcha mm. and and Bloom yeah. in the wood I enjoyed that an unlikely crew that's a good one yeah so high clues uh, <laughs> that's the way you win prizes basically <laughs> so all we want you to do is kind of name the film so we'll have our competition one for this week coming up later on in the show uh, so keep an ear out for that but for now uh, we're going to get into the top 10 films that are in Irish cinemas at the moment uh Number 10, and it's dropping pretty fast. You were speaking of Spielberg there. Um, the Post, he's obviously moved on uh, quite quickly onto his new project, but it's uh, it's dropping out of the top 10. Number 9 is the first of our new entries. Tad, The Lost Explorer and The Secret of King Midas. Does Huge anybody know that's anything like, that's like two about films. this film? <laughs> I know. Ridiculously long, and I presume it's targeted towards children, so it they're is. only going to get to Tad. Is he, <laughs> they're only going to get to Tad. Is he lost himself? Like as, the lost as a explorer. lost explorer, so <laughs> well, I was, it clearly has the Midas touch because it's in the box office. Hey, oh. Oh. You get out. Can <laughs> yeah. you kill his mic? The title, the title of that film is actually it's longer than the high clue for that film. Uh, Tad the Lost Explorer and the Secret of King Midas. It's a Spanish language film. 
they've translated it into English which is handy but I think the reason it's oh. done so well is because it was midterm in the schools and obviously parents are just like locked their kids they all Coco <laughs> Fifty Shades <laughs> I know the, the kids were not allowed in to see Fifty Shades no that's a <laughs> the, uh, the next new entry in the top ten is number eight it's Father Figures so this is a very strange film it stars Owen Wilson and Ed Helms and it's basically uh, do you remember the plot of Mamma Mia um, yeah, well. and the amazing thing about Mamma Mia was it had incredible ABBA songs in it yeah. so these two guys uh, their mammy played by Glenn Close basically she's been lying to them their whole life and they thought their dad uh, had died whenever they were younger right they find out, oh, they discover a photo or whatever. They're like, oh, he's actually alive. So they go on this road trip together to find them. They play twins. Uh, they don't really get on. It's like such a weird piece of casting. Um, like, Owen Wilson has a brother. <laughs> yeah, he actually <laughs> looks like him. But they, uh, so they hop in the car and they basically travel across the country to find, uh, try and find out who their, their, their real dad is. Um, it's a strange film because it's such a mixture of, uh, it's not that funny first of all it's supposed to be a comedy um, Ed Helms is giving it socks throughout he is acting his socks off um, Owen Wilson is just being hey I'm Owen Wilson I'm pretty cookie <laughs> and kind of says a couple of weird things like throughout wow. um, there were actually yeah wow pretty much there were two bits uh, where I laughed there was one very funny scene uh, when they're checking into a hotel and there's basically the, the, the one gag was just uh, the guy that was checking them in was just speaking really really quietly the whole time and it, that was it the, but it was honestly the funniest thing and there's a weird focus on a guy called Terry Bradshaw any NFL fans here? Nope any NFL fans in Ireland? Oh, I'm sure there are some big you love sports your football fan but the first third of the film is focusing on this famous guy uh, Terry Bradshaw which is just completely lost I think on, on the majority of Irish people going to see this um, it's not a very good film um, you do feel sorry for Ed Helms in particular You've got Christopher Walken in there, uh, Ving Rhames, Glenn Close, so actually a decent older cast as well. But uh, I would give this one a miss, definitely. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. <laughs> Thank you for putting yourself on that grenade, though. We no, no, it. you're fine. <laughs> Listen, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Um, number seven is Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, uh, dropping down uh, in the chart this week. Did well at the BAFTAs? It did really well at the Baptist uh, with Martin McDonough as well. Um, so uh, actually, a cat got in touch. Not a cat, uh, a person called Cat. Uh, they saw the film and this was her review. Hi, I'm Cat. Um, I saw Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, and I thought it was one of the best movies I've seen this year. It was just flawless from beginning to end. Um, in the first kind of 30, 40 minutes, I was really on edge. And then halfway through it, I was crying. Five minutes later, I was laughing my head off. Um, and it's that kind of movie that kind of just gives you a range of emotions. It's so good. Um, all three stellar performances from Woody Harrelson, Francis McDormand and Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell was my favorite. You end up hating him, but then you end up loving him. Um, and he's, oh yeah, they're just all amazing. So 10 out of 10. Full marks there from Kat. Um, you were saying, Paul, Francis McDormand at the BAFTA, she like, just loved her. At that. She's just effortlessly cool. She just gives the impression that I don't want to be here, but then she gets up on the mic and her speech was brilliant. Basically just cut, so cutting and dry and funny. And she's, if anyone beats her for the Oscars, it's going to be one of the biggest upsets I can remember. Yeah, it's looking like, uh, looking at all the rest of the award ceremonies that she's probably... Uh, 
a shoe-in for that award. Yeah. Now, we'll, we'll be talking about uh, Lady Bird later on uh, in the show, but um, uh, number six in the box office is Early Man. It is, and Arben's run continues. I read this week that Nick Park, he's the genius behind all of them. Do you know how long, uh, many fo- seconds of footage they shoot per day on that? It's three seconds per day, which... That for patience alone that film deserves to stay in the oh, top 10 for as long as possible so it goes to show you if you get your script right work from a good script do everything else after that and it is good yeah and uh, probably did quite well off the back of midterm there last week as well but uh, you guys loved it yeah I really loved it I don't know how much I uh, would ever watch it again okay but yeah, I, I don't think I have even to. after the effort those people put in three <laughs> seconds a day, Rory. That's yeah, like their how many, work. How many days must that be for three seconds? That's like, like mathematically, it's a, what ninety months. minute film is it? Yeah, so that's that? twenty days a minute. Math. Number. Here we go. Get More numbers. Abacus. Yeah, let's get yeah. out the abacus. So get the syllable counter. 20, it's like eighteen hundred days. While you work that out. I'm going to continue on with these films here anyway. Number five is The Greatest Showman, which uh, is not recommended by me anyway, but no one <laughs> listens to me. So, uh, yeah, it's still doing really, really well. It did drop from four to five, so logic dictates that it will go back up the ways because that's what The Greatest Showman does, so yes. it'll be probably number two next week. Uh, number four, The Shape of Water. Laura, you had a chance to see it. I this. did go see it, and I had a lot of questions for Rory last week about the premise and some bits about it, and it didn't really make any more sense to me. No. So it's about a woman basically who falls in love with a sea creature they end up having sex from what I could see um, and then it's it's an interesting it's an interesting movie I loved it as a cinema experience I didn't love the storyline I have to say I thought it was very weird and I still do not understand why she fed him eggs Okay, you're obsessed. We're seeing a, uh, like a pattern emerging here. The thing about hot shots with the eggs and the thing about Shape of Water is eggs as well. Why can't people just eat an egg? Like, yeah. why? <laughs> Did you find it weird, Paul, or were you a fan? Uh, well, every Del Toro film is beautifully weird in its own way. I really enjoyed it. Uh, Sally Hawkins is mute in it, but she's so... Ex- I think every muscle in her face she's used to like emote and stuff. She, it's a really, really good performance. And apparently I heard that like the budget was only like 20, 25 million. It looks amazing for such a low-key uh, a film. And I do think Del Toro will probably end up winning Best Director. It's not as good as Pan's Labyrinth or even The Devil's Backbone, which are his other Spanish-language films. But you can say it's a real labour of love. Michael Shannon is very, very good in it. Um, but it does drop a bit um, when he's off-screen. But it's 100% worth checking out and I can see why it's picked up its 13 Oscar noms. Number three this week is Coco, uh, which is just a beautiful piece of work from uh, Pixar. I haven't been able to stop singing. Remember me. I know. And then crying everywhere as <laughs> well. It looks weird on the bus. Uh, number two is Fifty Shades Free. So it's already been knocked off the top spot. Now, Paul, you gave a very uh, detailed uh, writing filled <laughs> plot summary last week but I had a quick question because um, I haven't seen this film yet but I see a lot of people talking about ice cream and I'm wondering <laughs> did you like the ice cream scene? What happened with the ice cream? If the hotshot scene was done for comedy purposes then this was unintentionally comedy gold basically sex on a kitchen table in midnight well by the way my mind was thinking there are guests in this house at the same time they could have just walked through any time and just saw Jamie Dornan and Dakota Johnson just going at it so no decor no thinking for anyone else in that room and it's a real waste of ice cream Yeah, <laughs> that's probably the most shocking thing yeah. uh, and number one a brand new entry this week unsurprisingly uh, Black Panther 
has uh, come straight in as as the brand new top film in the Irish box office. Um, Roy, we had your interviews with Martin Freeman and Andy Serkis and Ryan Coogler last yep. week. Um, and Paul, we went to see this and I'm a big fan of the Marvel Cinematic Universe and I get how important a film Black Panther is as well. I thought as a standalone Marvel film, I thought it was fine. Um, you know, it, I don't think it's... I think my favourite out of the, the films so far is still... I just got an amazing buzz after Avengers Assemble um, a few years back. And I think that's still the, the pinnacle for me. But Black Panther, uh, our favourite part that we were saying was actually Michael B. Jordan's character and his amazing villain in it. He just oozes charisma from the first time you meet him in that... Uh seen in the museum in London like who can pull off the double denim look and the, the, know, and the, and yeah. the glasses and, yeah. and the hair which basically reminded me of do you remember uh, Jason Lee the old Nottingham Forest footballer in the 90s <laughs> yeah pineapple on his, his head <laughs> but like uh, Jordan is effortlessly cool and Chadwick Boseman does a lot with him he plays that noble regal uh, character to Chala because he has all the basically the hero has all the problems and the villain can just go and just cut loose and Jordan really does and even Daniel Kaluuya is great in as well it's kind of the fringy um, character on the sides it is excellent it's beautifully shot uh, I saw Kevin Feige the Marvel president said it was their best film they've done but I would take umbrage with that statement myself okay um, so watch out Kevin Feige <laughs> Paul's, Paul's coming for you he's raging so Black Panther uh, the number one film in the Irish box office now as we said uh, The Young Offenders probably one of the most uh, successful Irish films uh, definitely of the past few years and, and it was proved so popular that uh, BBC and RT commissioned a TV series of it as you said Paul they've already been commissioned for a second series as well so you had a chance to catch up with Chris Wally and Alex Murphy who are the Young Offenders uh, two lovely guys who couldn't be more unlike their two characters uh, in the show um, but yeah so you've actually seen the, the first few episodes of the show yeah it's one of the great success stories coming out of Ireland are, uh, in, in the last few years uh, the film was 2016 set about a kind of fictitious event in Cork in 07 when a bunch of coke goes missing shot for I think it was like 50 grand it got made a million at the Irish box office alone really found a cult audience since picked up by Netflix and since it was the first episode even there picked up by the BBC and really really talented fellas and nice filmmakers and really really interesting people when I met them Lovely. Uh, this is Chris Wally and Alex Murphy, the stars of The Young Offenders, chatting to the Paul Moore. Sometimes if I eat too many, too much pineapple, <laughs> my tongue gets really sore as well. Really? <laughs> Alex, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough, we'll start there. Alex, Chris, lovely to meet you. How are you keeping today? Yeah, great. great. Thank you. How are you? So after 100% oh, yeah. on Rotten Tomatoes, I'm great. I'm great. Good, yeah. You've got a hit TV show. So why, what was the delay getting back? It was a short thing, wasn't it? Ah, yeah. No, it was great. Yeah. Like, they're such fun characters to play yeah. kind of meet up with all the, the crew again because we had the same crew and the same cast as before just a lot more of them and of them of <laughs> the same people clones yeah, but, yeah. Uh, it was yeah, it was great fun I just love getting back to yeah. like very similar to the, the way the film was shot and, and the same amount of fun so just fun every day yeah it was great we had the two new characters as well uh, Jen and Demi they play kind of our can we say <laughs> Two characters. Two you characters. See what two females. Very cryptic. And uh, so yeah, it was great. We got we were rehearsing with them for a few weeks, and uh, they really just gelled really quickly because we, we we all we were all kind of involved with the audition process. So we'd be watching the videos that were sent in, and they were just 
perfect for it. Yeah, so they were great. brilliant. Yeah. And I'm not going to say anything too much with Chris. There's a bit of shifting as well. That was uh, that was interesting. Let's jump out the script. And uh, what's the technique? The washing machine. Mm. The washing machine. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Can you elaborate on the washing of, machine That technique? was a bit of improv, I think. <laughs> you already know what's going what's gonna to come out. But yeah, there's definitely a bit of smooching. And you were yeah. saying, actually, when you were chatting to Paddy, you know, and that since the film came out, you're obviously picked up a bit more. And uh, it was a Killian Murphy was a big fan of it, kind of gave you the thumbs up. That must have been pretty cool. Uh, yeah. Well, that's great. He's just growing up, and if you're wanting to be an actor, you know, Killian Murphy's just from down the road. And Alex he's gone Murphy. Alex Murphy. Killian Murphy. Much the same person. There you go. You know. Yeah. And uh, I had to hear he's liked it. It's great. Class. Yeah. And we actually we, we met him over the summer as well while we were filming just one weekend. and he had nothing but nice things to say. Yeah, he's it. an absolute legend. Mm. I hope you smooth talk to him for the cameo now for, uh, for future episodes. Yeah. Well, we've got the, the Peaky Blinders haircuts. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> that is true. And you're saying, was it Bono he was looking for, for a free, was it a free screening or something? The film? Yeah. Yeah. For a copy of the film. Yeah, buy, buy, buy again. Blu-ray. Like, yeah, you could have bought it, man. <laughs> 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 Do you know what I mean? I think, I think he's got enough money now. I was saying that earlier, like people that are really successful get free stuff. They should probably pay more for stuff, shouldn't they? They should, you think so. Yeah, anyway. yeah, but yeah. the one thing he's nailed down, lads, is the dancer team. Like that's yeah. that's that's. that's I was, I've never said I'm very impressed with us this time around because when we were doing it for the film, messed up quite a bit. We you? there was a lot of yeah. messing up, tripping over ourselves. Just arrived on set this time. In fairness, that bang, must be. Bang, yeah. Was there some like three hundred extras showed up or something when you're doing that scene and yeah, down the lane? Just, no, it? they were just because we were in the centre of Cork. So yeah. when they saw we were filming, and especially that scene in particular, that's like I think very iconic of the film. That. There's just masses of crowd gathered. And I was surprised as well. I thought I'd just keep messing it up. But yeah. my body was just doing it. And I was like, oh, this is brilliant. I'm getting it right. It's mad, actually. And obviously, we're back to school now. Um, but was it PJ said the, ju- the young offender showed up in the junior cert or something like that on the syllabus? Yeah, right. exam yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just dream come true. <laughs> yeah, it's the little things. We're in an Irish I look book. so mother cool on Ash Door, so yeah. young offenders. <laughs> That's good, man. Thanks. TG Cahir. Hey. And uh, when you knew the TV show was coming back, did you have like people from Cork or your mates saying, oh, you know, you need to get this in or, you know, can I have a cameo or why won't you film here or somewhere like that or any, any appeals for getting stuff done around Cork from your mates? Yeah, I'm real yeah. bad for that as well. Like, what? I just tell my friends, like, yeah, man, you want to be in it? No problem. No I don't, I don't hold that right at all. Like, that's not, <laughs> not up to Come me. On. But I'm like, no problem, man. I think people are so they they're so proud of the film that they're very generous it's like you want to use my house for something just like yeah come on in and yeah yeah people just want to help out don't they yeah and my dad's in really? it as well and my brother's one of the and my dad too oh class the competition anyway. it's a right. uh, it's a class time now for Irish comedy in particular with TV you see like Derry Girls as well absolutely killing it on Channel 4 it's really great yeah, yeah. really we, enjoying that we get a crossover Young Offenders I was saying it's like the Young Offenders a trip up to, to Belfast or Derry <laughs> that'd be really weird wouldn't it what, we're like, also in different generations, no? But I mean, yeah, they'd be in their forties. The film is in. Oh well, yeah, the film's in two thousand seven. This is in. This is the series is modern. Yeah. If you do season, time machine season two. It's a time machine or something like that. Yeah. You get Jock and Connor up to some mischief up yeah. in uh, up up in Derry. Yeah. Be exactly. good, yeah. Get some, like they, they got chalk ices there, don't they? Maybe. <laughs> you tell Join me. Guys. Well, lads, listen, best of luck with it. Uh, I saw the first few episodes, it's cracking. And, uh, you know, I'd say good luck, but you don't need it. You have it in your hands. Thank you very much. As a dairyman, I can verify that, yes, we do have chalk ices there. And cream horns. So you can. <laughs> the young a cream offend- horn? A cream horn is. I've been a- asking this question for the last month. 
I am going to bring you. I feel like that's a you, question I should have asked last week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to bring everybody a greenhorn. Yes. Uh, if you. Uh, if you've seen Dairy Girls, which you were chatting to the guys there about, Paul, a cream horn is kind of like a it's a it's a sweet thing. It's like a dessert thing or a cake. So it's basically pastry that's filled with cream. Oh yeah, that's it. It's Yum. incredibly unhealthy, but it's delicious. Is it like pastry, like um, hard pastry? No, it's kind of a it's more soft. So where's, the, where's the horn be? It, it kind of looks a like horn. a conch, like a horn shape. Yeah, listen, the, I'll, I'll bring them in. Next week's prize is a cream horn for, for, <laughs> for the listeners. To but, reviewing that next week. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that would be a great crossover. As they say, the time difference between Young Offenders and Dairy Girls between the 90s and modern. <laughs> but uh, no, it would still be uh, amazing to see because Irish comedy, uh, I know Paul, you were chatting about this, uh, is in such a good place at the moment. It is indeed. And one man who's kind of seen kind of the rise and rise of it was PJ Gallagher, who's in the Young Offenders. He was would have started off with Peter Foote in... In, um, in, in comedy as well I think they would have worked on Republic of Telly maybe together and he's in the TV show a different character this time around in the movie you might remember he played a, a drug dealer and uh, now he's the headmaster so PJ Gallagher um, was more than happy to chat about it and he actually has a lovely shout out to Dairy Girls as well Oh excellent uh, this is Paul's interview with PJ Gallagher and Hilary Rose from The Young Offenders PJ, Hilary thanks very much for chatting with Jody congrats on The Young Offenders uh, you must be delighted to be back in character and uh, may I say is it the worst Matt in Cork and probably the worst teeth in Cork. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that's I fair think, enough. Yeah, I think that's true. Yeah, that's fair I think enough, it was yeah. the shittest man in Cork. But shittest man. That, in was, Cork, that was a yeah. bit unfair. I mean, there are moments when you're lovely to. It's lovely to hear so Moments, very brief moments, but yeah, and the, there's very brief moments in the series as well. But Asher, look, she loves them deep down, you know. And PJ, your own role now. You channel a bit of your own secondary school disciplinarian. A little bit, yeah, yeah. Because growing up being someone that like really hated school and didn't get on with any teachers ever in the history of my life, and then I all of a sudden now have to sympathise completely with the role of a headmaster and sort of it's almost like karma for them because now you're kind of in that sort of mindset where you're like a school principal and you're trying to understand what it must be like to have daughters and have to have those two little shits uh, banging around and, and my character Barry like he genuinely believes that if they just weren't in Cork he'd have the perfect life like he's kind yeah. of a deluded sort but He's, he's a good guy. He comes from a good place. I think he's a good guy. He thinks he's a good guy. Like, there's no malice in him, but, yeah, it's very different from being a drug dealer who goes around shooting people with <laughs> a nail gun, that's for sure. It's a bit of a character change. But I can only imagine the concept of just opening the door and your daughters and just saying, oh, Jesus Christ, the first fellow you meet. It's these two. Yeah, two people that you hate. <laughs> Sorry, you, ra- you raised a lovely son on screen, but thank no, you, no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, two people that you absolutely hate, and that is the thing with the, with those two lads. And I know, like, I, that's what I like about Young Offenders. It makes you feel, so I was saying, it makes you feel sorry for guards and headmasters <laughs> and and criminals, and, yeah, and it makes you feel sorry for everybody. There's like there's a great heart in in the whole thing, you know. So mm. I think you can sort of identify with everybody in it to some extent. And on that note, Hillary as well, Mairead, I think mothers everywhere empathises with you know the struggle there. I love the way you talk as well. As well, it's just like oh, you're shite and stuff like that. That must be absolutely amazing to play, you know. It is like to be honest, it's a bit of a dream role. So I'm so chuffed for Peter wrote such a great female character. You have to say it, don't you? Huh? I do have that. to say that I'm married to him, so I tick that box. That's grand. Uh, no, it is. It's fab, and like a lot of the stuff that I look at Alex every time I talk about him, and he's supposed to be behind you. Sorry, and I'm like, he's my son. Um, but a lot of the stuff, a lot of the scenes with uh, he and I, we improvised a lot of it. So it was really lovely to be able to do that and just have the crack as well. Mm. 
Um, so yeah, she's a, she's a really interesting character. She's a bit of a tough nut, so I yeah. really enjoyed playing her. She was fun. And since the first time I asked the lads, they said uh, they get a lot of requests from their mates and people around Cork saying, oh, you should film here, do this, mention this. Is that the same since the film where you've been inundated with like random Cork people that are coming down the woodworks asking you for requests? Yeah, kind of, actually. <laughs> just that, like, I've got a gym, will you do it here? Like, okay, yeah, yeah, here, here's an email address, here, here. But yeah, it's great. You know what, the people of Cork really kind of took hold of it and took ownership on it, and that was really important for us to be able to make it in the city and have so much support, you know. Mm. So, and, 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 you know, it really showcased Cork uh, to show what, it, like, what, it, what it's got, not just the English market, but like... <laughs> <laughs> well, I actually watched a film there last night before coming here, and I was struck that it's very, very funny in places, but there's also really kind of very dramatic and kind of kind of dark moments as well, like obviously PJ when you're robbing your own with the nail gun and the scenes, scenes with Alex as well. Is that something that, like... You really love the fact that it's kind of hard to classify. It is a comedy, but there's also kind of serious stuff going on there as well, you know? Yeah, like, I think it's very much comedy drama, and I think... Yeah, um, especially with your character. Like, mm. with Mairead especially, like, all, all this, like a lot of the time we get to have big crack scenes, and then you come in and Hillary's again carrying the emotional baggage of the, of the series <laughs> where she's cried for like two months where she's like, been like crying constantly <laughs> and been tormented by this one and there's genuine family sort of issues brought into the dialogue and everything and you know there's a, there's a bit of that yeah so but I think it, there is a bit of it like you said there's a great bit of heart in all the characters so mm. there's it, like and it makes it better you know it makes it more related but it makes the jokes better yeah the first one obviously based on a real life incident but and Peter obviously created this world around it but there's nothing more traumatic than your own school days. It just must be right for his, uh, I don't know, therapy, I guess is what you call it, on screen. Uh, it must be some strange stuff he went through, I'd imagine, in the secondary school life. <laughs> no comments. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> you, you know more than them. Yeah. But, um, Maybe that's why I liked it. I hated school. Like, I absolutely hated school when I was in it. So, really? uh, yeah, I'd rather lose control of me whole first three years then go back and do another day in school to be quite honest with you so when I get them so looking at those that I can totally identify with them guys you know what I mean yeah, and yeah I guess but I didn't like you either that's Ireland isn't it you love school or you hated school yeah. there's no in between there's two yeah, types of people yeah. and I was definitely one of the haters that's for sure yeah it's lovely to see actually the first few episodes obviously aired in England first on, online and then uh, we're going to get it over here soon enough but the first reaction has been inc- incredibly positive um, if it's really picked up. Was, uh, I mean, he's talked about you know, maybe second season or even a film. If you go back in that world, has that been something you've kind of thrown around or are you just waiting to see how this is? Well, we're talking about second season. Yeah. <laughs> we're all talking about it. We're talking about it by going, well, we hope we get it. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Uh, that's the big thing is to try and get it again. Mm. You know? mm. So we'll just, I guess it's, it's, one of the, it, it's the waiting game. So, mm. uh, you know. But then, having said that, BBC would like to direct them to their own player where, you know, Young Offenders is now toured under yes. EastEnders. Everybody that. knows EastEnders is brutal, so it's the first good <laughs> show on the BBC player. Uh, you know, the first comedy, all the rest of the BBC stuff is in, so, but you never know, it's up to them to make the call. Yeah. The and way I'm talking about it, I'll probably they will do it, and I won't be involved. So, so it's officially happening. It's officially, yeah. It's officially you, know, yeah. So you get a series two, lose the guy from Dublin. Yeah. And uh, I mentioned the lads, uh, obviously, to, to see his uh, massive comedy background. It's a great time now for Irish comedy. You see the success of Dirty Girls in yeah. particular on Channel 4. I asked the lads if they could imagine what a crossover would be like between Cork and... Dirty Girls? Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. brilliant, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is brilliant. Out. It's really well done. It's just, uh, like, there's... You get these waves, don't you? Irish mm. TV. Like, you get the Father Ted era and the end, and you had all mm. of that stuff. And then, like, ten years later, there was, you know, 
uh, Des Bishop's work experience and Podgem Raj and you know, all of those things. And now again, there seems to be another shift. You know, Mumbai young offenders, um, Derry Jimmy girls. So it seems to be it seems to come and go that way. It's going to be the year of tracksuits track and uh, sovereigns and bad haircuts now yeah. after this show. I, can yeah. I really I hope it becomes a look <laughs> on the streets again. I really do. I'm done with sort of lads walking around with their hands on their Mickey's walking around their heart. You know that sort of thing that's been going on with tracksuits and that. Get rid of it. Get the sovereign rings back and the Ronnies back. And, and the, the, the scut cuts. That's what they're called in court. Is that what it is? Scut cuts. Scut cuts. And that principal tash that's going to come back in now. I can see. I'm going to get one for the next series. <laughs> <laughs> PJ Gallagher and Hilary Rose chatting to Palmer on The Young Offenders. Um, we've seen the first couple of episodes. I'm really enjoying it because it's on every Thursday night. Episode three is coming mm-hmm. up. Um, I yeah, like I was a big fan of the film a couple of years ago. I think they're excellent actors, uh, Chris Wally and Alex Murphy. I think it's just a perfect piece of casting. The fact, even listening to your interview with them, Paul, uh, they sound like their best pals as well. They, they so it do. really comes across in, in the show as well. They really do buzz off each other. And Chris Wally's um, just been cast in Martin McDonald his new play on the West End with Aidan Turner which is huge he's still still studying to be an actor they're going to be big stars and can you believe they were discovered here on the big review scheme so amazing I'm so, so, so proud of us all Hi, Laura you're mm. not fussed too many eggs I, <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely adored the movie like I've seen it about five times when it came to Netflix it was like made my one weekend whenever last year um or whenever it came out but I just didn't understand why PJ Gallagher had to be cast as a new character I understand keep him but bring back his drug dealer character I thought it was really jarring that he was suddenly like as if we had to forget who he was and I know I know they might have wanted him badly but I thought if it was going to pick up from where the movie ended or something to that effect they needed to just stay with the heart of it because I think it kind of lost its meaning with PJ being like a really serious character but I don't think it's meant to pick up where the film left because if film I think it's it? essentially they're, like the mentality is pretend the film never happens and we're starting See, from scratch mm-hmm. and I agree that that can be a bit of a like it, it takes your, your mind a minute because you're like didn't they do this joke in the film yes, already? Yes, exactly. Uh, but I from set, from episode two onwards I was like okay so they, 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 they've hit the ground running from here. I know. Uh, it does get better after because the first one does just take a a mental it moment for yeah. you like what why yeah. but then then it's fine I find I know I just I, I just I also loved PJ's character yeah. so I was like why couldn't I'm he to think uh, I don't wanna the limpy leg seen, guy yeah yeah who yeah. gets like shot with a nail gun yeah. and all that no no stuff. he is the one shooting oh he's people. shooting everybody yeah. shoot your woman in the shop yeah that's right nasty guy I think he's great as the uh, as the principal as well I wasn't too mad about the character in the film to be honest um but he, I actually do think he has good range in the scenes in the show with the two lads, particularly in the first episode, with the most awful shifting you're going to see. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's the so washing machine. Crazy. So much worse. There's a shifting scene in the third episode, and I was literally gagging. I was like, oh my God, this is <laughs> um, But yeah, I'd love to say when I met the lads, they were smiling and laughing because they liked my company, but they knew they had a hit on their hands as soon as I walked in the room. It was, it was, sure, it was commissioned for a second season before an episode even aired in the BBC that's incredible yeah, and that's very very rare and fair play to man Peter Foote's done something really really good and it's a great Irish success story and great to see with their uh, same as Derry Girls yeah mm. so The Young Offenders uh, available to watch on BBC3 and RT as well the TV series at the minute and the film is available to see on Netflix now uh, for everybody listen we've got uh, a really cool event coming up the very first Big Review Ski Big Film Quiz which Woo! is happening on Wednesday the 28th of I can't say this word 
February. 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 Basically, yeah, Wednesday the 28th of February. Um, it's going to be in Dublin, uh, in the church at 8 o'clock, and we'd love uh, people the to come along. The church bar. Not the church bar, sorry, not, not, not actually like, in an actual church. church. <laughs> uh, and it's going to be a film quiz hosted by ourselves. Uh, there'll be some food, there'll be some drink, and lots of, obviously, film-related questions. Mm. Um, if you head over to Joe, there is an entry form there. Uh, we'd like you to come along. It's to mark the release of Game Night, which we'll be talking about next week. Uh, Jason Bateman and Rachel McAdams' uh, new film. So if you are uh, in a couple, then, you know, bring your boyfriend or your girlfriend or your husband or your wife, or you can just pretend. But not both. But not both of them on the same <laughs> night. Yeah, exactly. They'll never talk to you ever again. Or bring a Tinder date or just somebody random off the street. Or meet someone new. Or meet yeah, someone new on the night. Well, just because we were thinking, because like, it's couples as well and it ties in with the film. But you can That's actually bring... Yeah, but then you can have a team of four on the Oh yeah, anyway. team of four is good. So, um, but yeah, we'd love you to come along. It's on next Wednesday, as we said, in Dublin, not any church, in the church bar. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, do head over to Joe uh, and the entry form is up on the site there. It's the big review ski, big film quiz, Wednesday the 28th of, of this month here, which is February. Which is February. Um, so now, on to this week's new releases, which uh, two... Massive ones, which I think are going to be really popular uh, with Irish audiences. Up first is Saoirse Ronan in uh, Lady Bird, and there's been so much chat about this. Um, I know, Paul, you were saying Frances McDormand is most likely to win the uh, the Oscar for her performance in Three Billboards, but Saoirse um, has been getting uh, a lot of credit for her performance here as well. And Rory, you had a chance to see this. I did, yeah. Uh, I think this will be another bridesmaids year for Saoirse to Frances McDormand's bride, and she is. Like she's fantastic in it as the uh, high school student who is just trying to find her way in life, and she's got a very controlling, <laughs> but very loving mother played by uh, Laurie Metcalf, who I think was famous from Roseanne from yeah, years ago, yeah. and, and Roseanne's coming back to the telly, so she's got a, got a massive <laughs> uh, career comeback Double happening a. now. Um, but it's just a fantastic uh, story of this like girl growing up and wanting to break free from the, what she perceives to be shackles of a oppressive, but like totally middle of the road totally acceptable town in San Francisco or or Los Angeles and she wants to move to New York and be creative but she's just not mentally equipped to be a creative person herself and she keeps like going into loggerheads with her mother uh, for the reasons that she won't notice until she's in her 40s and she's like oh I am exactly the same person as my mother we have a little clip here of Saoirse as Lady Bird and she's talking to this guy, he's so hot right now. It's Timothy Chalamet. Timothy Chalamet. There's a little clip of them talking in Ladybird. Hey. I, I like your band. Uh, with Jonah Ruiz, Len Fansnew. Len Fansnew. Uh, well, I, I saw your Thanksgiving show. My name's Ladybird. It's weird you shake hands. Yeah. I'm friends with Jenna, and she's always talking about how great your band is, so I wanted to check it out. Yeah, Jenna's hog tight. Yeah. Maybe I'll see you at the Deuce or something, huh? Sure. See you at the Deuce. Hey! I'm not paying you to flirt. I wasn't flirting. Wish she had been. Rory, I have a question for you again. Hit me. <laughs> is it about eggs? <laughs> <laughs> not this time. Uh, why is she called Ladybird? Uh, she doesn't name herself that. I think she thinks it's like a creative uh, thing to do where she's right. like, I don't want to be called 
whatever her actual name, yeah, what is her name? Her real I can't remember now. It's something normal Steve. like Mary, but <laughs> Steve. she Steve. decides her name now is Ladybird because she right. thinks, she thinks that's more interesting and creative. Okay, and he just accepted it. Uh, like everyone is just like she tells her man, it's like don't call me by my okay, name anymore. It's Ladybird now. So uh, yeah, is Saoirse okay. Ronan good in it? Because she is like obviously she's an incredible actress. Yeah, she's she's amazing in it. Like I made that comparison a few weeks episode shows back uh, about um, Daniel Day Lewis in the Phantom Dread, where you're just like you're just it, so caught up in the fact that she is so brilliant in it, but. It's just like, yeah, she's brilliant in it, but she's brilliant in everything. So, like, she has to really try to get your attention. It's like Meryl Streep. Like, unless she really, really knocks it out of the park, you're just kind of like, well, yeah, like, but she's brilliant in everything. So, mm. I don't think she'll win because the role is just not showy enough compared to, like, Francis in Three Billboards. But the film you'd definitely recommend. Oh, it's absolutely brilliant. It's so funny. Uh, it's really, really emotional. The performances from everyone in it um, is absolutely brilliant. Greta Gerwig fantastic uh, screenwriter and director I've loved some of her previous uh, films as well but this is probably the one that, where she finally gets the recognition that she deserves as as as, uh, as a director Excellent uh, Lady Bird out in cinemas this week and the other big release this week uh, with another incredible female lead is I, Tonya starring Margot Robbie and this looks insane and before we get to your <laughs> review Rory we have a, a little clip here of Margot Robbie just getting slightly angry at some ice skating judges 4.8 shot here because I'm up at five every morning working my ass off. Does someone want to just tell me to my face you're never going to give me the scores I deserve? This is how it's done. Some of these girls have paid their dues. I don't give a shit. I outskated them today. We also judge on presentation. Well, you know what? If you can come up with $5,000 for a costume for me, then I won't have to make one. Till then, just stay out of my face. Maybe you're just not as good as you think. Maybe you should pick another sport. Suck my dick. <laughs> Margot Robbie. Why didn't she say dong? <laughs> she <could have> said <laughs> dong. Um, yeah, so what's, what's this about? Because it does look bonkers, but brilliant. Well, it's based on the true story of uh, Tonya Harding, who at one time was the greatest uh, figure skater in the world, but due to some... Uh, complicated personal relationships with both her mother who is played in this film by Alison Janney who in everything else is so nice and so matronly and so brilliant and in this she's so profane like in the in the trailer I remember watching the trailer uh, last week I think and it was playing in, something, in front of another film and in the trailer she says the C word and everyone in the audience was like, <gasps> like <laughs> you just never hear someone uh, say that word in a trailer and everyone just like totally reacted to it but she's fantastic in it uh, Margot Robbie is amazing in it um, again it's very funny it's directed by Craig Gillespie who has a very odd uh, track record I think he did Lars and the Real Girl but then he did like a boring uh Sinking Boat film The Finest Hours I think it was called Oh yeah yeah. Um, very very odd track record But this Much more interesting to look at uh, Obviously based on A very very interesting True story Filled it out with Amazing actors uh, Sebastian Stan Who I thought was Kind of dull As the Winter Soldier uh, Is uh, I Tonya's I Tonya's husband <laughs> uh, He's really really Good in it as well um, But yeah there's, there's a lot to like It really sticks The landing <laughs> nice. Yeah. Thanks. Is that a skating reference? It's definitely gymnasts. 
Shit. <laughs> oh, I thought they were like jumping and they land. No, I'd say you're probably accurate. Okay. Uh, so if you're one of those ice skating, what, it's like a 9.8, 9.9? Yeah. Uh, what did they, did they do? They were six? I feel like <laughs> six, is it? Oh, it might be six, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's like a... We are in the middle of the Winter Olympics. I was just going to say, none yeah. of us are watching. Clever marketing. Yeah, but uh, oh, that's really clever marketing. Mm-hmm. I never even thought of that. It's yeah. the perfect release time for it. Um, so yeah, again, it's another really strong week. It's no surprise that this time of year uh, has really strong films out. But uh, again, spoiled for choice: Lady Bird and I, Tonya, both in Irish cinemas this weekend. Now, if you can't make it to the cinema, as ever, we've got a recommendation to watch at home. Uh, Paul, you recommended Blade last week and Great I've been show. turning my house upside down to try and find that old VHS copy so I will kill the person <laughs> who's got rid of it. Um, but Laura, uh, you were checking out a recommendation mm-hmm. for this week so drum roll, what were you going for? Well, I actually did, well we actually are going for a drum roll. That is a drum roll. Um, I'm, sticking, going I'm sticking with the Irish team. Oh, good. In, it's War of the Buttons. In the West. No, it's not. Um, at ten <laughs> I was about to jump across <laughs> the desk. No! <laughs> Um, at 10 o'clock on RT2 this Saturday night it is the movie um, What Richard Did oh brilliant oh, great, yeah. show. great show so Lenny Abrahamson is teaming up with Jack Rayner in one of his first roles I believe mm-hmm. would it be yeah um, mm-hmm. about a guy who's sort of the preppy like secondary school cool guy um, plays with the rugby team and then one summer he falls in love with a girl and then a complication at a night out happens and his friend dies and um, and basically the character's life gets turned upside down because he's involved in that death and it's very touching and it's really like Irish without being twee Irish mm. um, well worth a watch watch yeah Jack Rayner's super in that film so that's Saturday 24th of February February <laughs> February um, what time was it on 10 actually? o'clock 10 o'clock, o'clock perfect it's been years since I've seen that film yeah, actually, so. yeah it's, it's, it's kind of a tough watch it's yeah, brilliant it if you've never yeah. seen it but it is it is not a it's not a fun night in. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> it's a brilliant. It is actually a brilliant film. But uh, why are you ruining our weekend? Look? <laughs> uh, so what Richard did uh, on this Saturday, twenty fourth of February. Um, so yes, we also uh, have another Black Panther giveaway. Um, yay! yay. Uh, I'll get you the cap. I give you the USB key. <laughs> Can I get um, that cup thing? Yeah, sure thing. Oh With yeah, pen for pens, cup. pen cup. Any eggs? Um, <laughs> no eggs. I'm sorry, no eggs. But uh, so we've written another high clue so uh, this is for all the listeners now Laura, Paul and Rory none of you have heard this yet so um, we can take part just cannot say the answer do not shout out the answer this is for everybody listening uh, to the show okay so this week's high clue is are you ready? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I just need to find it it's in in my brain okay here we go hua what? (laughs) 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 I was going to spell it it's Hua, H-O-O-A-H, with an exclamation mark. Great Scott Rules. Oh. And Scott is spelt with a capital S and double T. I got it. So the first line is Hua, Great Scott Rules. The middle line is Lucius, Bane and Obi-Wan. I don't have it. (laughs) (laughs) Is that, sorry, you say Obi-Wan or Obi-Wan? Obi-Wan. Why am I saying it weird? Because I'm not saying Kenobi. Obi Wan. Obi Obi Wan. Are you saying the number one? No, one as an oh, Obi Wan Kenobi. Sorry. Okay, sorry. Oh, is and it Obi Wan? <laughs> That's the greatest thing that's ever happened. Is it Obi Wan Kenobi? Yeah. I thought it was Obi Wan Kenobi. <laughs> no, no, I'm leaving. That's it. Look what you've done you. to Paul. Obi Wan Kenobi. Okay. <laughs> 
Uh, and the final line is go looking for birds. I'm going to have to read it all in one go because. Okay, so the three lines are Hua, Great Scott Rules, Lucius, Bane, and Obi Wan. <laughs> Go looking for birds. We're going to, uh, as we said, it's easier to kind of see it written down as well. So we will see it. Uh, it'll be up on Joe this week and it'll also be up on our Twitter at Big Review Ski. So who are Great Scott Rules, Lucius Bain and Obi-Wan go looking for birds. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah, <laughs> genuinely. I have pronounced it one, although I didn't know it was spelled that way. I was like Obi-Wan Oh, yeah. Obi-Wan Kenobi so that's this week's high clue any yeah did anyone are, have it are you thinking I don't have it I don't have a list of actors but I'm trying okay. to put them in the same film and I'm struggling okay okay well yeah I suppose the uh, the names that are in there Lucius Bane and Obi-Wan yeah, uh, yeah is there's, any, there's are there some, any hints no, that's uh, that this is the hint. that is the, 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 <laughs> the high the clue is the hint. Okay, uh, so that's this week's high clue. So do uh, get in touch with us on Twitter or on WhatsApp. That's a toughie. It is a toughie. It is a toughie. I, I appreciate it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's pretty much us uh, for this week. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. Thanks Laura. Paul well, and, uh, and Rory for coming along as You're well. Welcome. That was a much cleaner episode. Like, there was no ding or dong in there. Well, there was a little bit of few. dong. <laughs> yeah, a few wee sneaky ones. And we uh, apologise for that. Yeah, for we being do. less. For any... Uh, oh, for being less. We'll yeah, do yeah, better next definitely. week. Yeah. Um, looking ahead of next week, actually, uh, we're going to have full reviews of Red Sparrow and Game Night. And don't forget that if you want to come to that quiz Wednesday the 28th of February in the church in Dublin please head over to Joe and fill out the entry form there and we'll see uh, we'll see you at the very first big review ski big film quiz uh, other than that we'll see you next week bye bye, bye. bye.